Hello there, and welcome to Baldman's Stories, a collection of surreal tales about the overlooked aspects of life. All stories have been written and produced by me, Sean Tate. So, whoever and wherever you are, sit back and enjoy with your friends, family and pets. Hello there. This month's story deals with the topic of suicide, so it won't be suitable for younger listeners. Next month's story deals with a diary writing zombie, which will be perfect for little ears. And your little pets, if you have them listening in with you. So, enjoy. Expiry Date by Sean Tate We all have an expiry date. That's what compels us to act or do anything. Some expire before that time, never getting to reach their full potential, never getting to experience all that they set out to do. There are also those who choose to self-expire before their sell-by date. Michael is about to self-expire. This choice did not come to him easily, but he felt he was out of options. He attended counselling sessions on numerous occasions. They worked for a time. There was also a range of medication that passed through him. Each one brought minute relief, made him feel some semblance of normality, but like the counselling, they only worked for a time. He experimented with different mindfulness techniques, exercised daily, altered his diet, cut negativity from his life while remaining grounded in reality. Despite all these efforts, his thoughts kept coming back to that choice. There was a time when he sought out other tools to self-medicate. Alcohol and painkillers were his tools of choice. These tools only numbed him and made him feel like he was a zombie, an empty vessel. While in this zombie-like state, a voice would echo around his head. Self-expire. 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 After a time, this voice began to sound agreeable, even helpful. It made sense to him. It was the most logical solution to this decay, this unbearable weight that he felt from within. Michael began to think how he would do it. Should he suffocate himself? Overdose? Hang? Should he fill up a bath and bring along a razor blade instead of a rubber duck? He decided he would jump. Leaving his home in the evening, he drove to the cliffs and arrived in the early hours of the morning when the place was deserted. He parked, turned off the engine and looked straight ahead. As he sat and stared, he felt a hand rest upon his shoulder, cold breath on his neck, and then he heard the voice in his ear. Self-expire. 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 Inhaling deeply, he stepped from the car and made his way up the well-worn path that led to the clifftops. All the while, hearing and feeling the voice in his ear uttering, Self-expire. 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 He came 
to a fence that was waist high, climbed over, walked to the edge and took in the view that lay before him. Waves crashed against the rocks below. To Michael, they made no sound. He was too fixated on the task at hand. Pausing for a moment, he began to think about all that he was leaving behind. His family, friends, boyfriend. He would never have a new experience again. He would never see a sunrise, never see a sunset. He wouldn't even laugh again. This choice all seemed so final now. Tears welled up behind his eyes and began to fall down his cheeks. He wiped them away with the back of his hand and was about to step off when he heard a soft voice from behind. It's so nice. He fell back and looked behind him. There, sitting on the fence, was a young girl no more than nine. Her hair was auburn and when the wind blew through it, it made the sound of wind chimes. She looked down at Michael with her piercing blue eyes. If he had been in the right state of mind, he would have questioned why she was up on the cliffs alone. The sun was beginning to break through the clouds and when they moved on, they left behind a vast blue expanse that was the sky. The young girl continued to talk. Beautiful, isn't it? Michael couldn't tell if she was talking to him or if she was just talking aloud. She turned and stared at him. I used to come here all the time by myself and stare over the edge of the rocks below. She trailed off for a moment. Michael remained on the ground, looking up at her as she was lost in her thoughts. He finally spoke. I... I didn't think anyone else was here. I was... Can you help me find my dog? She burst out. He ran off when I took him off the leash. Michael agreed to help. He felt compelled. The way she looked at him reminded him of a time when he would willingly give his trust to anyone. He picked himself up, backed away from the edge, hopped over the fence and turned to her and said, Uh, sure. I can help. She, she beamed at him and held out her hand for him to take. Michael hesitated a moment before taking it. The young girl laughed. Thank you, you're so nice, he smiled at her. So, what's the dog's name? Marvin, she exclaimed. Marvin, which direction did Marvin run off in? She pointed towards a rising hill in the distance. Michael stared. That's pretty far away, better get going. Let's go, she shouted enthusiastically and took off, pulling him along with her. Michael was walking at a swift pace with her when he felt a great weight hold him in place. His hand slipped from the young girl's and she went on ahead, not really taking any notice. His world turned dark and calloused hands tried to force him back towards the cliff edge. Trying to fight against this urge, the voice from before growled in his ear. Self-expire. Self-expire. Self-expire.
His thoughts raced, but he found himself taking a deep breath and bringing himself back to the present moment. The world regained its colour and he felt lighter. He looked around for the young girl and found her. She was kneeling over some daisies that were growing on the side of the path up ahead. He walked up to her as she made herself a daisy chain while waiting. Sorry, I... I... Never mind. Well, we'll look for Marvin now. She sprang up and shouted, Yes! They started to walk when she stopped in front of him and looked up. I don't know your name. Oh, he stuttered. I'm Michael. Michael, huh? I like that name. I'm Mia. Thanks. Nice to meet you, Mia. She gazed at him for a moment in silence, then turned on her feet and started walking. Michael followed. They were walking for some time when they came to the base of the hill. Mia stood there and became almost entranced as she stared at the top of it. Michael stood next to her with his gaze fixed in the same place. The sun's rays were shining down and made the grass at the top of the hill look like golden fingers. Golden fingers that were beckoning them to come up and meet them. Mia turned to Michael and said, Race ya! Before he had had time to register what she had said, she was off. She reached the top of the hill before he did and was laughing when he arrived beside her panting. Man, you really had a shape, she said to him with a giggle. He sat down and looked up at her. Ah, you've got youth on your side. She sat down beside him and they both looked to a path of daisies that began at the top and flowed like a river to the bottom of a large oak tree at the base of the hill. The sun caused the oak to project a huge shadow, and within the shadow made a furry form. Mia jumped up and shouted, Oh, there's Marvin! She ran down the hill towards him. Michael brought himself to his feet and was calling after her as he followed. Mia, wait for me! Oblivious to Michael, she continued to run to Marvin, who was now sitting up and waiting for Mia to come to him. When he reached the bottom, Mia was rubbing Marvin's belly and speaking to him. I thought I lost you. Don't you run off again. I was worried sick about you. Marvin sat up and licked her face in acknowledgement. Michael kneeled down and started to rub Marvin behind the ear. While rubbing Marvin, a thought struck him. Uh, where's your family, Mia? Oh, they're not far away. They should be here soon. Okay, well, now that you've found Marvin, I guess I'll be off. Mia stood up and gave him a hug. Thanks for helping me. Think nothing of it. He began to walk away when Mia called after him. Michael? He turned to her. Yeah? Has the voice stopped? <laughs>